This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. From the After Nine Podcast Studios, this, this is After Nine with Scott and Kat. Hey now! Hello, friends. Happy Monday! How was your weekend, Kat? Weekend was good. Busy, hot. Uh, went to Wonderland. It was lovely. Went early. Got there right when the park opened, which was good. My kids' first time there. They loved it. Were you robbed or assaulted or swarmed by a group no, of teenagers or anything? No, no, no. It was fine. It was good. You, you lucked out. It was very good. Did you ride any rides? Yes, I did ride rides in the kids' area. That's where I stayed. That's my comfort zone now. I like that too. I mean, hey, we can go fast without going too fast. Yeah. We can have fun without having too much fun. You know what, honestly, though, the, the roller coasters that are in the kids at, like, first and foremost, they still have the Ghoster Coaster, which is, how old is that thing now? I've got questions. Oh, it's been I around wrote since it when I was I, a kid. I wrote it when I was a kid. That's what I know for sure. And that blew my kid's mind. I was like, nah, I rode on this roller coaster. They've changed it since then, I hope, in terms of just making it safe, which is good. Um, but they have one, the Silver Striker. I'll do a little shout out for the. I think it's called the Silver Striker. Silver Streak? Silver, Silver Streak? Something, something maybe? <laughs> something like that. I don't know. One of these things. Um, Another anyway. highly informative podcast segment. I know. Segment. Listen to us. <laughs> Gosh. I think it's a Silver Streak. You might be right. Silver Streak. I don't know. I went on that like three times. It was great. Awesome. Good roller co- coaster. Fun. Fast. Um, and then Water Park was awesome because it was so freaking hot out yesterday. So the Water Park was where a lot of people ended up going to cool off. Did you go in the water? I went, I, w- I was in like the smaller pool. Yes. Yes, did, I did. Did you go like right in or was it just like no. you're wading around with just your feet in? Feet in. Yeah. I don't know. I've looked at the Splashworks water before and I'm sure it's fine, but it just doesn't seem like something well, I want to put my whole body in. Like well, nothing above the privates. Yeah. Well, for, and again, it was like the kiddie pool area. So for me, it was like, no, especially not in the kiddie pool area. Yeah. I don't trust adults no, to make good decisions no, 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 hygienically, no. but <laughs> Like mixing in like kids and diapers and things like, nah, man, I'm going to put my feet in. Uh, it was, yeah, it was lovely. That was good. How did your, how was your weekend? How was the engagement party? Ah, my sister is getting married and, and it was the engagement party on Saturday. It was quite good. It was the maid of honor and the best man who are a married couple themselves that hosted the party. So we went over there and I'm looking around and I thought, wow. My sister's doing really well. This is a beautiful home. And then I found out it wasn't even hers. So that was good. What? I haven't been to her house since she moved. Oh. Since they moved in together. Oh. So I thought I was going to their house. Turns out it wasn't, it wasn't their house. It wasn't even their house? No. It and made me feel much you? better about myself. Wait a minute. But wait, whose house was it? The maid and maid of honor and the okay, best man. Okay, okay, okay. But they didn't tell you that in advance? Like you didn't know when you got the invitation? Like you just thought this must be the house? Can we please or do get- we put these things on invites? Like this we- isn't my house. Well, this is the problem. Can we get everybody <laughs> on the same page? You know, I got invites to this thing by a text message DM. I got like an Eventbrite link. I got a Facebook event marking and oh. all sorts of shit. I mm-hmm. can't keep track of this stuff. That's why I have a girlfriend. So she keeps these things organized and, and just said, hey, we're going. We got to be yeah. there at four o'clock. Sh- and it was lovely. Shouts out to the people who are the organizers in the relationship. Your girlfriend is one. I'm definitely that one. I have an app that we use. Like we have a family app group app so that we can, I say we, but my kids don't use it. Just me and my husband can see things. He still asks me on the daily, like, do we have anything tomorrow? 
Why do I even have this thing? For me? I do it for us. Oh, let me speak I on... I do it for us. Let me speak on his behalf. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, why do we have this? It was, why do we have this? Why don't you just tell me what we've got to do yeah. and where we've got to be and what time we have to be there and all that sort of shit. That would be a lot easier. Guys don't function as well off of the calendar. Clearly, yes. I think that we've, I think we've proven this just with this conversation alone. Coming up, we are going to have the replay of missed connections from our radio shows today. And we're going to talk about this new Pat test coming up in just a sec. First off, I had a great day yesterday. I was just chilling in my backyard and I saw that the neighbors were having a whole bunch of people over in and out and in and out. Are these the party guys? I was meant to talk to you about one of them. I don't know. I don't think you made it public, but for the private uh, invite only kind of friends, I think you sent me a video of them partying. They Is party it those a, people yeah. that party a lot? They eh? party a lot. And they're never loud or rude or disrespectful. I mean, the most inconvenience yeah. it is to me is I end up with a lot of people parked in front of my house. Got it. Not the end of the world. But I'm wondering about this one in particular. As we record, it is now 10 a.m. And I just got a notification on my watch that one of the, the trucks that was parked in front of my house all night is leaving. They spent the night. Or Ooh, did they not good. spend the night? They went home and came back and picked huh. up their vehicle. What is the etiquette there? You're at somebody's house. You're boozing away, having a great time. And somebody makes a responsible decision. That is responsible. That's a good, that's a good thing. Yep. You know what? Not going to drive. Leave the car here. Mm-hmm. Do you stay with the car or do you go home and come back in a couple hours when you've sobered up and get your vehicle? I don't know what you do in that depends, situation. I don't know. I guess it depends on the night and how you're feeling and, and, and if there's room for you and if they offer. Because sometimes it's weird, too, if you're like, well, I know I can't drive. So then you just catch an Uber. I've been in both circumstances before where I've just stayed or I've taken an Uber and I went back to get the car the next day. Do I offer to leave? Like, oh, I'll just leave my car here and I'll Uber home and then... Uber back tomorrow and get my car and wait for them to say, why don't you just crash on the couch? Why don't you yeah, grab I mean, a sleeping bag in the basement or something like that? Yeah, if you want to actually stay, because some people don't actually want to, but if you do, yeah, make a note of it to them. Uh, is it okay if I leave my car here? I'm just going to go cab it home. They'll say yes. If they want you to stay, they'll say, no need. Stay here. If they don't, they don't want you to stay here. Go home. Come back tomorrow morning and get your car. What if they say it suggestively? Why don't you spend the night? Why don't you stay here? Oh, like if they really want it? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Then you say. It's weird to sleep in another adult's house. <laughs> I find it weird anyway. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, unless it's like a proper adult guest room. Like, I don't know. We, we always make that option available, an available option if people are having drinks at our house. So, oh, but you, you, you do? don't want everyone. Yes. But really? you don't want everyone to say yes. Because yeah, then, you, I know then that. you have far too many people. I know like, you. I know problem. you don't want people to say yes I to that. I have selective invites. Like, I will purposely block off those rooms for that reason. Like, are you going to stay? Because if you are, you get first dibs. Otherwise, I'm opening it up. Opening it up to the but rest I've got, of the crowd. I got two, two areas that people can sleep in. You choose. And you have to let someone know in advance if they want it. Okay, so is there like a booking system? Do I go to like a free yeah, Airbnb? You're looking at her. You're fucking her and her calendar. You're it's looking the at calendar. them. I got a fucking calendar. <laughs> That's why you got to stick to the calendar. You got to. Uh, it's a busy day today. There's a lot going on. Uh, today's election day in Toronto. Torontonians are casting their ballot in a by-election to replace John Tory. Can I tell you, I almost forgot about John Tory. I almost forgot that that's the reason we're doing this. I know. It was a very, like, weird... I don't even want to say it was quiet. Everyone in Toronto and, and uh, never mind Toronto, everyone in Canada was talking about it for a little bit, but it was kind of a 
quiet. It went away quietly, didn't it? It did. Well, I mean, it was. we thought it was going to evolve into this big scandal. Multi-millionaire John Tory having an affair with a junior staffer and blah, blah, blah. He was just gone. And then everybody was focused yeah. on the new election. And it's almost like nobody gave a shit anymore. It's true. Was it not sensational enough? Like there's no pictures to go along with it. He didn't like whip it out or anything like that. Like I don't know if it was as sensational as other things that we've heard in this category. By affair standards between a politician and a subordinate, it's kind of a boring affair. So maybe that's why it never got any that's traction. That's why we forgot about it. And, well, and why a lot of people listening just remembered because we said it. Well, it was weird because John has decided he's going to endorse Anna Bailau. And they have these robocalls. And I don't know who still answers their phone when it's an unknown number. I've stopped it completely. Mm-hmm. If I don't know the number, I do not answer the call. But these robocalls must be effective because it seems like everybody's doing them. So people just chilling in their backyard on Friday or Saturday. <laughs> phone's ringing. Who is it? Hi, it's John Tory. I'd like to talk to you about Anna Bailau. They must have thought, what the what? fuck? Where did this guy come from? Where have you been? I feel like that's such a strange thing, by the way. I, I know that it's fair. It's not illegal for him to say who he, you know, who he is endorsing. I know that that's... But isn't it kind of a weird, because, like, you're stepping down from the position... I almost feel like you should hands off the whole thing. Uh, yeah, there and are... And I think that way in politics in general, by the way. Well, John was elected three times, so I have to think there's somebody that thought he was doing a good job. And there are people out there who might say to themselves, hmm... I like the way we were going with Tory. I'd like to know what Tory right. thinks of this. So in that sense, it might be good. If you like the premier, maybe you liked uh, hearing that robocall from him encouraging you to vote for Mark Saunders. <laughs> so instead of what would Jesus do, what would what would John Tory do? What would John Tory do? Got it. I don't know. if uh, That would have been freaky to get that call. It'd be like getting a call from somebody you thought died. It's like, John, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> yeah. What does it, Has he talked about what he plans to do, by the way? Speaking of John, because once we once this election is complete and maybe by the time you were listening to this, it is. We're not going to hear anything of all about John unless it's just previous um, things he's implemented into the city, of course. Is he just quietly like chilling, I retiring? Think, I think he's just chilling. John could be. If people forget about the affair, he could reach that eminent Canadian status where he's just a man of integrity who who kind of leans right but really is fairly fair and he could be tasked with doing future inquiries and things like that hmm. maybe he gets an ambassador position he's very well connected former commissioner of the CFL yeah. uh, he could do just about anything he could if he wanted to and then that maybe the question is does he want to right I don't know if he does he probably he's deserves loaded. to chill a little bit he's making a lot of money <laughs> just sitting on the board of Rogers you know he doesn't really have to work if he doesn't yeah. want to so yeah. I, I'm sure he'll be fine I do think Jennifer McKelvey did a great job stepping in his interest mayor it's got to be a, a weird thing knowing you've inherited someone else's mess and the budget is a mess knowing that you will not have any means of changing it in the future because you've committed to not running you're really just there to put out fires for a few months and that's exactly what she did and she did a fine job so we'll talk tomorrow about how everything is going because uh we'll know who the new mayor is likely then we're going to talk about Electoral reform. Hmm. I don't understand why this isn't a ranked ballot. I don't understand. With There's 102 candidates. You couldn't have at least asked people for your top three choices? That's it? Nothing? Just one vote, one person, Honestly, that's it? I know. It's and fucked up. I'm dying to see the numbers. We get to see everything, which is good, and we'll sift through that. Because there's some names that are in there. I'm curious about anyway. Some of the names that are in there that I know are not winning. No. But I'm curious, how many votes are you going to get, though? 
I'm curious. Oh, there's a couple of them on there that I think are going to get some votes. The one in particular that I'm curious to see, Chris Skye. So we all remember Chris. He sort of came to prominence during the pandemic, and and he's been saying a lot right. of controversial things during this campaign. I knew I knew the name, but until you told said pandemic, I didn't connect the dot. Well, it's funny because no one in the mainstream media will give this guy any attention at all. Right or wrong, they won't do it. So he's going to non-traditional places to get coverage, and he's getting covered on some pretty big social media accounts and things like that. And it's weird because even though the polls don't even have him in the top 20, I don't think, when you look at the betting odds on who's going to win, he's got like 5-1 to one odds or 6-1 to one odds or something. So I don't know. I tend to trust the money a little bit more than I trust yeah. the polls. We'll wait and see what happens. I'm, I'm thinking he'll do... Uh, You'll get at least a couple thousand votes, I would think. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some that might surprise us. So I'm, that's why I'm curious. We'll go over those numbers together on the podcast tomorrow. The number of wildfires burning across Canada continues. You know, wildfires was such a big story for a while there. But if there's no smoke in Toronto, nobody gives a shit. Doesn't it seem like the wildfires yeah. just totally fell off the radar? Didn't they go away, though? They all burnt out? No? I know. 462 active fires burning across Canada with 237 of them out of control. And a quarter of them are in Quebec. Uh, We're going to get some bad air days as we get closer Mm -hmm. to the long weekend. And speaking of the long weekend, it's one of those weird Canada Day long weekends. Yeah. Canada Day is on a Saturday this year. It's this coming Saturday. So many things are going to close, including beer stores, liquor stores, some malls, things like that. But Monday is the holiday for the nine to fivers who would normally be off on Saturday anyway. Mm -hmm. So Saturday's kind of a holiday in that some people are going to close. Many others are going to close on Monday. So officially Saturday's the holiday. Monday is the stat though. And it's, can we just do this on the first Monday of July and just make it fucking easy? I know. Why don't we just get first Monday of July's Canada Canada Day? Day. But let's just do it that way. Hey, I mean, I call the same for Halloween, even though Halloween is not a holiday. Um, You know, I I would love to have something in line with that too. It's all. Can I just say though, I don't know what I like least. I think that this year is a good example of what I like the least. But for me, it's also weird when it falls on like a Wednesday Uh because it's like okay, so I'm taking Thursday Friday off, I guess. Like, or do we do that, or do we just take the Wednesday off and we keep? Working like usual on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Like, that's also a weird one for me, too. Well, see, this is why I have for a long time maintained that we need a minister of common sense. Somebody who can deal with these day-to-day issues that affect people (laughs) on the regular. Someone who can look at the calendar and say, oh, shit, Canada Day's on a Saturday this year. Okay, so that's good for fireworks. It's good for people being off and being able to enjoy themselves. Yeah, that's true. The Monday will be the holiday. Final decision. And then when Canada Day falls on a Wednesday, maybe that person comes out and says, as the minister of common sense, it doesn't make sense for people to take the Wednesday off and then go back to work Thursday, Friday to have their weekend. So what we're going to do is very simple. We're going to be off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> and maybe some years it just happens that way. We just need somebody. Never if somebody stood up and said that, how much opposition do you really think they would face? They'd probably be a fucking hero. I have to work. I have to pay my bills. Nah, of course, you're going to get some opposition. I can't imagine why. I mean, they're paid holidays. Just take them. So it's a few extras this year. Eh, whatever. We'll yeah. make it up at the end of the year. Something like that. I just think that there has to be an easier way. So are things so things are closed Saturday? Some things are closed Saturday. Some things. What do you mean by some things? Well, I mean, beer store and LCBO will be closed on Canada Day. 
Right. However, the banks, uh, banks are also closed on Saturday, but then they're also closed again on Monday because Monday is the stat. Uh, We work Monday to Friday because the holiday falls on a Saturday. We get the Monday off. Yeah. So it is a long weekend, but those who only work weekends may not experience that holiday. And it's a weird one. I think that that's a good thing for people who work in that that retail space, for example, who are usually, you know, or they'll get it off and it's a Saturday. So it's kind of like a double bonus because they probably never get Saturdays off. In certain areas, you, you never get weekends off. So for some people, I think that'll be a nice bonus for them. Things are looking pretty bad over at Bell, Cat. Oh, you don't say. Bell Media has asked the CRTC if they can drop their local news requirement for their CTV stations. They also want to drop the number of hours per week that a station is required to broadcast in its local market. Mm-hmm. So around us, where we sit right now, there's a, a CTV London, CTV Kitchener, CTV Barry. There's a CTV Windsor. Essentially, what they want to do is drop those local Kitchener newscasts and just have one big newscast that might have like a segment that they produce in Toronto for what's happening locally. But generally speaking, like 80% of the news is a shell. They just drop in a couple local stories here and there. Good for business. I don't know if it's really good, though, for people that want local news or do people not care anymore? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's still a good cry and a good push for local. Absolutely. I think that that'll always be the case. Um, For them, it just... When it comes to competition, though, that's going to be their biggest hurdle is that there's other comp- there is competition that is doing local. So, I, I mean, it sucks any time that you hear that that happens. Um, but business wise, you understand why they maybe make the decisions that they do. I guess it all depends. But all in all, it's hard for me to judge because I come from a broadcasting background. Right. So I know a lot of people that work or have worked or do work for Bell, whatever the case might be. Yeah, me too. So I know it from that angle. Right. I know it from a broadcaster angle. And that sucks because that means... Less jobs. You know they're shutting down a lot of broadcasting programs, right? I'm not surprised. Like journalism programs. They were in particularly yeah. ineffective. I've learned in the last couple of weeks of two uh, two different colleges, just locally, like Ontario-based colleges, not even offering journalism and broadcasting courses because there's not jobs there. For journalism, I mean, you can see it and you hear it in these stories. like, And that's too bad. Like that That's the part I don't like about that at all. I think the only way you can be successful in journalism now is to start up your own business, to be your own journalist, to be your own news outlet. Because to be honest, the, the newspapers aren't exactly out there looking for the hottest, freshest writing talent anymore. Hell, they're trying to replace people with AI as quickly as they can. Yeah. You know, stuff like that happens. And yeah, it does usually mean the end of jobs in certain industries. I didn't think journalism would be one of them because it seems like this is a time when people want information about you, everything. Well, and this is the conversation I had with the person I was talking to this about who actually teaches courses that was sad to hear about it, is that we are becoming our own reporters in a weird way, though. I mean, you look at TikTok and that's where people find their information now. You look at Instagram, some maybe Instagram, but mainly TikTok. That's where people are finding their their information. And it's not from, you know, Jane Smith, the corner of blah, blah from CTV News. It's from hey, Jack, who happened to have his lunch break at the same time that this shit went down and you're watching it on TikTok. That's where a lot of people get their news now. So life is changing with this. Yeah, 100%. I would still like, though, some people that follow a certain set of journalistic standards that have a little bit of journalistic oh, integrity. I mean, that's all stuff that gets taught. That's important. But fact is fact. And like video evidence is video evidence. So in a lot of the cases, this is what happens, right? Hmm. Um, <clears throat> sorry, it's the pot. I can clear my throat right here. Go ahead, fine. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> there's a new product that maybe you're interested in. And it has the backing of a former television legend. 
You are not the we told you we, I hate the father. I love the background stuff. That's my, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you are not the <laughs> So funny. Uh, Maury, classic. Great. Love it. Maury is putting his name on a series of paternity tests that are not like the ones you saw on his show. These ones can be done at home by anybody. You order the kit. If you suspect that kid doesn't look very much like me, order me one of those kits. You do the test, send it off. You get the results in a couple of days. That's great. By the way, that's not new, but it's just that Maury is a part of it. You can actually get at-home paternity tests um, if you want to spend the money on it. It's kind of like an ancestry situation. So if anyone's done the ancestry of the 23andMe, maybe you haven't. I'll explain it. You get a box, a kit. They explain instructions on how to collect the DNA. So like there could be a spit thing. I think for most of them, that's a spit thing. But maybe there's other things, hair, follicles. I don't freaking sure. know. Sure, yeah. Whatever it is, you send it back. And then within a certain amount of a, t- a time window, boom, they're going to give you your ancestry information or DNA information, which this is kind of the same thing. Uh, but that's for a paternity, a paternity test um, at home. This is just, honestly, this is just a way to do it discreetly. It's kind of the opposite of Maury, if you think about it, which is the interesting part for me, is it's the opposite of Maury. On Maury, you go there because the DNA test is going to be free and some people don't want to spend the money on it. And you're also airing out your laundry to everybody on national television. This is the opposite. Maury's face is on it, but you're doing it in your living room and nobody else needs to know that you're unsure if that child's your child or that whatever it might be. Um, I, I guess that, w- that would be one of the main reasons why, right? I mean, who's going to be buying this? Women who aren't sure who the father is, I suppose. Possibly. But dad has to contribute his DNA to it in order for it to work, right? Sure. So, yeah, it's a, it's it's interesting. But it is out there. You can get them now for like anywhere between two and $400, depending on the company. I mean, in most cases, I would like to think that it's down to like two possibilities. It could be this guy or it could be this guy. So this would help by process of elimination. All you need is one of them. All you need is one. But in other cases, you have no idea who the father is. In certain cases, maybe you don't believe what somebody's trying to sell you, that this is your kid. Maybe Mm -hmm. you want a pad test, but you don't want to go through the process or the expense of having a professional one done. This is very interesting. (laughs) I'm just wondering how it works. So you've bought your kit. You spit in the tube. You mailed it off to Ireland or wherever. And you got your results by email. You're ready for the big reveal. Is this a text message thing? Do they have to come over? Do we set up (laughs) Maury-style seating in the kitchen? How does it work when you announce, You are the father! (laughs) That's the thing is, you're not getting the same ambiance. Is his face on the box? That would be great if his face was on the box. I think it is. That's amazing. you got to take advantage of that. Of course, it's Maury. You have to take advantage of it. He loves it, by the way. When Maury was talking about the reason why he did it, he's like, it's not for a cheesy reason. It's because I've seen the way that this really changes families. And for those who think it's fake or something, it was never fake. Everybody that was took part in Maury, when it came to those episodes, I think mainly, I feel like mainly those were the episodes, but maybe he had other episodes too. But those DNA paternity test episodes really did um, either unite you know, a family together in a way or kind of make it worse. It all depends, but it was a life-changing situation. And he said to be a part of that was special to him. So he wanted to keep doing it. I'm sure the money is helpful too. I don't know how much money he's making being the face of this particular DNA brand, but good on him. It's going to get very confrontational. You saw how it was just on the TV show. Imagine it's you, some other dude, you don't know who he is or why he's there. And then something like that gets dropped on you. Holy shit. You are not the father. What? 
You know, TikTok should be sponsoring this because I have a feeling a lot of those reveals are going to end up on there and I'm here for it a little bit. (laughs) That's got a good accuracy, by the way. The one that he's promoting is like a 99.99% accuracy. So that's pretty dang good. Another thing I want to talk about on the pod today is a brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. It's an idea of something they're doing in Arizona. We all understand that the cops are busy and crime is at an all-time high. So much shit is going on and the cops can't keep up. They are under-resourced, they are understaffed, and it's difficult. We also know at the same time, there's a lot of people that spend a lot of time reading true crime or listening to true crime podcasts. There's a lot of people who will look at a picture on Facebook and decide to get real forensic on it. Like, did you see what was in the background? And then, then, uh, yeah. There's some amateur investigators out there. And knowing that we have these people out there who are not cops, but are pretty good at investigating. And knowing that the cops are super busy and don't have time to spend eight hours writing speeding tickets and then go and try and track down some asshole on the internet who scams you out of 50 bucks. They just don't have time for it. So why don't we come up with a solution? That's what the Tucson, Arizona Police Department has done. It's a new position that they've created called Professional Staff Investigator. So for all you true crime fans out there, you're basically a detective without the normal requirement of being a police officer first and getting promoted to the ranks of detective. It requires a little bit of training. They're going to put you through a seven-week police academy course, then three months of field training where you're shadowing another officer. Then you get to go on the road But they say you're not going to be a first responder. You're not going to get a gun. You're not able to arrest anybody. You're still a civilian. But you're going to be the one who investigates all these crimes. So the cops go out, and maybe even you go out too, and, oh, clearly somebody's been murdered here. So the cops do what the cops do, and that's where you come in as a professional civilian investigator and start piecing together what happened here. Who didn't like this person? Why might this have happened? How did they kill them? You can start going through all that stuff that, as a true crime fan, you probably fantasize about thinking about. All those times you watched CSI and thought, ooh, I got it. I figured it out. Now's your chance to do it in real life, and it actually pays pretty well. $33 an hour. They're hiring 20 of them at this police station alone. They're hiring 20. Well, it's good to have several eyes on it. I I love that they're doing this, actually. I love it. I can't speak from a detective standpoint but what i will tell you is there's so many uh big investigations that have been solved based on what we know as tips from the public and some of those public aren't just people who happen to know like oh shoot i know who that guy is that's weird they're people who dig and i think of the luca magnata case when it comes to what what you're telling me there were people who worked and there's a great documentary and i want to say netflix uh, look it up. It is Netflix, it's Octavia? Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Um, but it basically talks about the group of people that found each other online that started doing the investigating because these images and, and videos, it was so horrible of... Uh, at first, it started with kittens, and kittens were getting killed, and someone was posting these videos killing kittens. It started from there, and obviously, we knew him to be a murderer of people as well. Uh, it was because of their initial research and findings that the police even had what they had when they went to go investigate this guy. And people stayed on the case. I think about people like that. There's people who gave up hours of their life knowing it might save a life one day. And why shouldn't that be rewarded with an actual job, especially if you're good at it? 
Well, they say they're doing it because the general public already helps with many investigations just through deep dives on Google. So they want to, quote, tap that, get into that untapped potential. Yeah. Why not give it a go? Give it a go. I'm glad that they're at least testing it. And if it goes horribly, it goes horribly and you learn, right? Case in point. So somebody has posted a picture of themselves in a hotel room and the cops know that person's wanted, but where in the hell is this hotel? It could be any hotel anywhere in the world. Enter one of these people who will go through that photo and, oh, look, if you look over their left shoulder off on the horizon, you can see a little bit of the Eiffel Tower. They're in Paris. And yeah. I even know roughly yeah. where they're staying. Well, That's the sort of shit that they would do. For sure. And analyzing that, it takes a lot of time, right? I mean, you look at all the investigations through the years, whether it's um, and, uh, something big that happened, like the Boston bombers, right? Think about all the footage that they had to go through. How much resources were taken up from the department itself? That's money. That's a lot of money for the department and a lot of time. When you can have a bunch of people looking at something at one time, uh, and for cheaper. I mean, that sounds good to some people, but it's definitely cheaper than a detective makes. We know this. And, and they have the credentials, so they deserve it. When you can appoint a bunch of people who, and you mentioned they're getting trained in advance, they'll get trained on what to look for, how to appropriately tackle it, because you have to go about it in a legal manner. It's not like they can approach people and be like, we think you fucking did it and we're searching for you. <laughs> we are going to get you. I'm making you a know, civilian arrest. You, you can't be one of these wild people. So they'll do their due diligence and they'll make sure and they'll be background checks on all these people. I find nothing wrong with it. I think it's great. And go, even going back to what we were talking about before with everybody, you know, on TikTok, you know, kind of doing the running the news, there's also a lot of people that are de- TikTok detectives as well out there that this could bode well for. A hundred percent. I think more police forces should look into the logistics of this. It is a great idea. Guys, it's going to be a stormy Monday, so eyes to the skies. We uh, are done for today, but we're going to leave you with the replay of Missed Connections. I just want to do a quick plug for our radio shows, the morning ones in particular on 91.5 The Beat and Energy 95.3. We have a new contest this week. The prize is something that a lot of people want. That I want. I wish I could win it, but I can't. It's tickets to Beyonce. (laughs) The show is completely sold out. Even if you can get them, people are asking thousands of dollars a ticket. We have another pair, and it's very simple. We got one today. We'll do another one tomorrow, another one Wednesday, another one Thursday. There's going to be four people who qualify for the Bay Days or the Bay Games. Bay Games. On Friday. And for the Bay Games... We're going to put you up against somebody else. Trivia. When you get one wrong, you're out. Other person goes on. Then we're down to a top two. This is like a tournament style. The top two competing live on air around 8 a.m. They're going to keep going until somebody gets a question wrong. And when you get the question wrong, you're done. The other person wins the Beyonce tickets. You have complete control over your own destiny. But man, you've got to try and get to be one of these qualifiers. Yep. Listen all week. You'll listen for the Beyonce song during our show uh, between 7 and and 9 a.m. Good luck. And I'm jealous if you get it. (laughs) Have a great day, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Missed Connections. Missed Connections. On the Scott and Cat Show. This is where we like to connect two people that have had an encounter in the past. And one is looking for the other. So they ran into each other and went their separate ways. One person went online and told the story of that encounter, hoping the other person would see it and contact them. Here are today's missed connections. This one's for a special cyclist out there who might know how to ride a bike, but doesn't know how to lock one up. You accidentally locked your bike 
to my bike this weekend. I started fuming when I came out of the doctor's office to see it. You made me late to work. I'm not sure exactly how it happened and how you didn't notice your lock was attached to my chain. I waited, expecting to pounce on some loser, but it was weird because then you appeared. An angel, still wearing her helmet, sipping on an icy. <laughs> I asked you if that was your bike, and you apologized, not realizing that you had accidentally locked it to mine. I said no problem and left, but I did get written up at work. You can pay me back with a date. Is it easy to do that? I think if you mean to lock it to the pole or to the post, there's a lot of metal there. Maybe you just mistook the, the post on their bike. And I can see how that would happen. Sure, really? it's a mistake. Yeah, we don't double check just to make sure. Well, you know people. Just in general, they aren't really checking things. No. But what I find fascinating here is this person was livid. They were angry, just waiting for whatever troll it was that locked their bike to his bike. Well, it's a little different when they're hot, though. Okay, yeah, all like, right, well, let's see where this in, goes. In, in, case, <laughs> in case you've ever asked the question or wondered in, like, a social experiment if more attractive people get away with things more, the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, they do. It can very easily de-escalate a situation being attractive in certain scenarios, and that's exactly what's happened here. So we're just saying be careful. Maybe... Try your best to steer clear of other bikes when you're locking your own bike up just to make sure that no mistake is made. Unless you're a 10, in which case, go ahead and do whatever you, you want you in can, life. You can park your bike anywhere. You know what? Don't even park it anywhere. You ride it inside the building. You can do whatever you'd like. <laughs> you ride it right indoors. Who cares? so mad but oh they're attractive screw everyone else you're hot you ride your bike inside the costco all right don't but, worry about it and, and got written up at work too i mean boss <laughs> sorry somebody locked their bike to my bike there was nothing i could do about it and i was angry but she was pretty hot so i didn't say anything and i just asked for a date mm. i'm gonna leave a missed connection online today i won't be doing anything till after work <laughs> till afternoon that's how this went down yikes Okay, this, uh, oh, this, how do I tee up this next one? Let's just have a listen to this guy's story. I took a walk the other day. It was nice and breezy, and I don't walk as much as I should, I realized. I watched you drive by. I only caught a quick glimpse of your face. Long, dark hair, driving a mini, holding something out the window. I watched as a slight smile on your face turned into a look of horror as you realized that someone was there on the road. Mm -hmm. I was hidden a bit behind a tree out of sight until that moment when you let it go and it was too late. There they were. You chucked your soiled underwear out the window of the car. No! It went flying around and eventually landed. <laughs> we all make mistakes. That's what makes us human. <laughs> I approached the underwear. No! Why would he? No, why is he what them. is he doing? Don't, what is happening? don't, don't. It looked rather expensive, but certainly soiled. I <laughs> 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 like how we had to approach to just confirm, like, look like poo from afar, definitely poo from up close. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to try to make them like new again? Have you even taken a walk down the laundry detergent aisle lately? Lots of great options with oxy bubbles and bleach and different <laughs> scents. 
I thought maybe you'd change your mind. So I took a stick and I flipped them onto a tree branch. <laughs> right there on the road where you discarded them. So if this is you reading it, you know what road I speak of. It's there on the branch. And if you want to reach out here, hey, I'd be happy to chat. So, <laughs> I picked up a stick and just hung him from a tree. You could salvage that still, you know. Is this person interested in a date or, or offering laundry lessons? Because you can't unpoop your underwear. You can't. The only thing I agree with him is there's a lot in the laundry detergent aisle. There's an overwhelming selection. I totally, That's the only thing I agree with him on here. Otherwise, do not approach those panties. Do not pick them up with a stick and hang them from a tree. There is nothing that's going to make them clean again. Dude, they were on the road, too, and you just poked them with a <laughs> stick and hung it from a tree. <laughs> and what about her? Would she... Did it happen in... It happened in the car, I assume? I would think this was an in-car accident. <laughs> take them off at like a light and then proceed to check them out the window i mean i have a lot of questions for her too do you yell fire in the hole before you throw them because i feel like that should be mandatory before you heave your soiled underwear out the window and you know that's rude too we're not supposed to throw anything out no, the window you know like littering there's garbage is just about everywhere you could stop pull over and just discard them there you don't have to just fire them onto the road for some unsuspecting walker to find them look look at a garbage can in a public park and see all the examples of the gross things that people put in there but at least they're putting it in there okay used pooped on or worse receptacles they got all the oxy stuff in the aisle at walmart you can are clean you those right up are you sure oh my god that's great i don't know if she's more interested in finding her underwear or this person but either way good luck to them